When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the best Devin Haney. I'm sold, people. I, I mean, I, I thought Devin Haney was a good fighter, but I didn't think he was a great, great, great fighter, a special fighter. And what I saw that uh, last night was unbelievable. I mean, well, I will say Saturday night, excuse me was unbelievable boxing. Welcome to Deep Waters on a beautiful Monday. And why is it a beautiful Monday? We're talking boxing. I am with champions, Harley Malinaji, champion Chris Algieri, ESPN analyst, champion, and Hall of Famer, Tim Bradley. You got that long intro, Tim. You got, you, you've got a lot. I always he, talk he about this. He earned it, he earned it. He did earn it, 100% earned it, 100%. Guys, we're talking about Devin Haney's Near flawless victory Saturday night. He shut out Regis Progray. He became WBC 140-pound champion. And Tim, um, we're going to you. Uh, Chris and Pauly picked. Uh, they picked Devin to win. You you picked Regis Progray, and and I saw your your reasons why. You, you had solid reasons for picking him. Tell me about the fight. Tell me about your pick. Um, let's reminisce a little about Saturday night and Devin Haney. All right, all right, the fans, I know. Bring it, bring it, fans, bring it. I, I know it's coming. It's Just all good. It. I can deal with it. I've been here before. I'm not always right, okay? We're always real. You're not George, always right, but you're always real. George, George, you got, you, got, you got that bottle of hope? I do. You know you hear, you know what you hear. All, you hear well, who said it? Don't ever get high on in your own supply. I got high on my own supply. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, but the reasons behind me picking Progray was because my analysis on Devin the Dream Haney, okay? You know, when he goes up into that, uh, let's say that uh, Philly shell, you know, you can't do that against a southpaw. You know, um, the way he was moving and exiting into his right, I thought Regis, I thought he was, Regis was going to run him into one of those lefts. You know, the fact that Regis is gritty, tough, you know, um, and I have to be honest with you. I didn't think that was the Rougarou. I, I that wasn't the Rougarou, people. Not it. I didn't. I mean, I was. I didn't see no aggression. I didn't see no sellout. I didn't see a guy that really wanted it, like he was saying he really wanted it. Um, I think that was a big issue. He never was able to corner uh, Devin Haney, get him against the ropes. You know, in twelve rounds, I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I mean, I was just hoping that. There was a possibility that he was going to be able to land one of those kill shots because we've seen in the past Lomachenko was able to land some left hands on Haney. You know, uh, Jojo Diaz was able to land some left hands. And I thought that if Regis was to land a left hand on Devin Haney, then he could turn his lights off. And that's the reason why. That is the reason why was because of mistakes. 
that I saw Devin Haney was making. But I tell you this, this is the best Devin Haney. I'm sold, people. I, I mean, I, I thought Devin Haney was a good fighter, but I didn't think he was a great, great, great fighter, a special fighter. And what I saw that, uh, last night was unbelievable. I mean, well, I would say Saturday night, excuse me, was unbelievable boxing. You know, the way he was able to control the center of the ring, the, the way he was exiting, the way he was pivoting, the combinations that he was throwing, the sharp, crisp right hands he was throwing right down the middle. Um, we talked. I talked about his punching power, him not having punching power. You know, I think he does have power, but it's not like one-punch devastating power. He was able to put Regis on the canvas, but, you know, he caught Regis by surprise one, and he caught him rocking back and forth. You know, that just tells me that they did their homework. You know, so Bill Haney, you know, props to you. You did your homework. Uh, you know, you were able to figure out the Rougarou. Your son looks spectacular. Um, the best performance that I believe in his entire career thus far. And I am definitely a believer in Devin Haney now. Uh, avoided the big right and a big left hand coming from Regis Progre. Um, but yeah, I was wrong and I've never been so wrong in my life. And uh, yeah, and I'm gonna own up to it, people. I ain't running, I'm right here. I own up to it. Hey, uh, Tim, to your point, and I'll go to Paulie next, but um, Progray landed 38 punches over 12 rounds, and that broke the CompuBox record that De Los Santos set against Shakur. So 38 punches he landed over 12 rounds. That's three punches a round if you average it out. Uh, Chris and, and Paulie, we were we were on live right after the fight. Uh, and Paulie, start with you. Any other feelings now? I mean, you know, we we gave Devin his his flowers. Um, it was it was it's really not, just a flawless it's performance. About, it's not about giving flowers. It's about just analyzing the sport, right? And when you analyze yep. the sport that way, I mean, you can only say this is about as flawless a performance as you're gonna see. You know, yep. and and this is you know, there's nights in our careers where we look back and say, man, that night I don't know if anybody would have beat me. You know what I mean? Like you feel like there's certain nights we I feel like we all have them. You know, and I feel like this was a certain night with Devin Haney. Now the difference is. Your Floyd Mayweather's have these nights on the regular. You know, the rest of us kind of are inconsistent, even if we get to the world-class level. If Devin Haney can be this guy every single time he's out there, and I'm telling you, it takes mental and physical concentration because, again, sometimes you get in your own head because you fight so sharply, you overthink it going forward, you know? But he is he was so sharp Saturday night that if that guy can show up every single time, that guy can be, for me, entertaining – um, as well as as uh, almost unbeatable, you know what I'm saying? And and in in a weight class where there are very good fighters, and you would hope that they all fight each other, this can make things really really fun because we're at a time where networks are kind of bailing out on boxing and all the and all this other stuff. And the reason it happens is not because we we don't have the fighters and we don't have the competition. It's because the fights don't get made. The 140 pound weight class really has a chance to light up the sport of boxing because there are such good fighters in this weight class right now, both as the champions and as the contenders and even the prospects, that I think you can mix and match a lot of really, really good fights in 2024. The onus is going to be on the 140-pound weight class in 2024. And Devin Haney specifically, who just had this performance right now, he's, like you said, George, getting the flowers and he deserves them all. Um, he's a guy who now is going to be a, a big conversation point because 
I echo a lot of the sentiments Tim has. I never thought Devin was a bad fighter. I mean, it would be stupid to think he's a bad fighter, but I wasn't sure if he was that kind of fighter or if he could get to that kind of fighter. And Tim made good points. There are shots that JoJo touched him with. There are shots that Lomachenko touched him with. Um, that prograde was just completely outclassed. So you can see the improvements being made, the adjustments being made in, in, yep. in Devin Haney's style. Uh, he's perfecting it. Um, Bill Haney gets credit for that. I, I said after the show, after the fight on Saturday night when we were on live, I said, you know, Bill would have probably been a guy that during my career I would have probably looked at and, and, and considered him training me. You know, because Devin, when I looked at Devin's performance Saturday night, that is everything I always tried to do in my that, that kind of boxing style. You know, what I mean, that if you look at my fights against uh, certain nights against, say, uh, uh, Juan Diaz or Love Morendo the first time when I won my title, or uh, even Vyacheslav Sinchenko or Zab Judah, those kind of nights. If you looked at what I'm trying to do, it's a lot of it's a lot of Devin's boxing style. But Devin is such there was such perfection Saturday night that you can kind of look at Bill Haney and be like, okay, he gets that kind of boxing. I mean, that kind of boxing is what he teaches, and and you have to have the athleticism to to be able to uh, to um, execute it. And 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 Devin's thinking in the process and every three minutes, he, you know, those little subtle things he was doing. That's on him too. Yes, you work on them, but he's subtly doing these little subtle things that are really executing the plan perfectly. I mean, this is a a great combination to see, and uh, really makes you curious about everything going forward because again. The weight class is very, very good. If you make these fights against one another with these guys, you still don't have a guarantee. Like, as good as Devin was, can I say he definitely beats the other guys? I don't know, man. But I'd love to see it. I'm at the point where I want to see it. Not because I'm wondering if he's for real. Now I know he's for real. I want to see it because I want to see some good fights. And you know what? This kid can be in some good fights against other fighters that are good fighters, great fighters. But he's a great fighter. I think that now... I've got a re different reason for wanting to watch Devin Haney. Not that I'm curious about, hmm, this kid's talented, but is he good enough? Now, now I know he's good enough. I want to see him in some good fights because I want to see the matchups. I want to, as a boxing fan, I want to see the matchups. I want to see these guys test each other. Now you're in the conversation of, like, Leonard and Hearns, why they fight each other. You know, that kind of conversation. I want to see the matchups because I want to see good fighters go head-to-head. Tim, I'm, I'm actually going to defend you, and then I'm going to punch Paulie in the stomach of, over, over some of that hit. <laughs> but, Tim, so, yeah, I, I, the reason that we were excited about this fight being being called and being made was for everything, that, the reasons that you picked Ruguru. The reasons yeah. that you picked Regis Progre is why we were excited about this fight. Paulie and I did a deep dive on these two, and we got in the ring, and we did a keys to victory. And just from watching tape and seeing certain things, I was like, oh, man, Devin's got that. And Paulie and I both spoke about it. We're like, Devin's got this fight. It's, and it's not it's not based on the boxing IQ. Oh, Devin Haney's got such a higher boxing IQ than Regis. I don't really think it's that. I think it's just the way their styles match up. It would never it would never been a good night for Regis, um, but just because of the ability of, of of Haney to stick to the script. Yeah. I've been saying it for a while. This is where this is where my punch comes to you, Paulie. I've been saying it for a while about Devin. Devin's number one attribute, number one asset, is his discipline. He does it in the ring and out of the ring. And Saturday night, he showed how finely tuned that discipline can be with a guy who's actually very dangerous, biggest puncher he's ever fought, biggest guy he's ever fought, and second world, second weight class, second world title, and uh, 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 being in a danger, you know, listen, a ring's a dangerous place. He stuck to the script. Bill Haney put together a brilliant game plan, but the vehicle for that game plan was Devin Haney. His ability to stay on, and execute 
round after round, minute after minute. I'm talking to you guys. You guys have been 12 rounds as much as anybody. You know how long 12 rounds is. To stay focused and disciplined and execute for that many minutes in a row at the highest level in the most difficult sport in the world is extremely, extremely impressive. And that's why we're going to see Devin Haney for a round for so long. It's his discipline. And it's not just outside the ring. It's what he's able to execute in the ring. If he's got a great game plan, if him and Bill come together and put that put that mindset together and have a master game plan, and then he goes out and he's a master boxer who's able to execute time and time again, we're going to be dealing with Devin Haney for a long time, and he's going to be a nightmare for everybody around him. And Chris, to your point, it I, I think, honestly, the Devin Haney that we saw the other night, Regis Progray could, could have been training right next to him, right beside him, been in there sparring him eating the same thing, doing the same training camp in his training camp, knew the game plan and still couldn't beat Devin Haney. Yep. You know, Agreed. he was that damn good that night. You know, I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to contest. I have to say he was that damn good. I've never seen him. I've never seen him be able to execute like that. Like there's always mm-hmm. been iffy moments with him in the, each fight. There was never an iffy moment, man. He was always sure of everything that he did. You know, and that goes to show you that studying film, you know, being disciplined, being a disciplined fighter, doing the right things inside of the camp, you come into the fight and the fight is easy. And throughout the course of the throughout the course of the buildup, he was saying that it's gonna be easy. Devin yeah. was literally saying, I'm gonna show you this dude is a bum. I'm levels above this guy. You know, he literally said I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. And he and did. And it came out to be true. We're talking That's Devin a, Haney. That- that's real quick, Joe. I just wanted so mm-hmm. the press conference was really that that put the nail in the coffin for me. That was telling when I saw when I saw Devin not react when he just stayed cool as a cucumber. Because we spoke about that. We did a show on Friday. We spoke about the reaction to the press conference. His ability to not let Regis under his under his skin and, and Paul, he used a great term, cold blooded. Like he just yeah. stayed cool, calm, and collected. And he went out there and fought twelve rounds, cold blooded, ice in his veins. He was. Uh, clinical it was a clinical destruction and that 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 press conference when i saw that his emotion was that under in check i was like oh man when, Regis in when, for a long night when you've had such a good camp it, i mean it's again it's hard to read it and look in hindsight it's always easier to read it but now looking back when you know you've had such a good camp nothing affects you man you're just like nope. I, I you're seeing everything your radar is so sharp when you now looking back at hindsight when he was saying those things like when he's saying i'm gonna beat the shit out of you but he said it so coldly like yeah. He wasn't trying to even show off. He just kind of yeah. knew the camp he had had, you know. And now looking back, the way he executed, already by the press conference, he, he knew, like, that he was super sharp, you know. And, and like I said, we don't always get that sharp for all our fights, you know. Like, the, the very, very best managers to get that sharp every single time. But on this particular night, Devin knew it already. Uh, Devin knew it, and he went out there and did it. Talking Devin Haney's domination, and and for this kind of talk every day, download the app. Wednesday Night Fights, December 13th, is the next one in the series. Tim, real quick, real quick, man. Probox TV, the app. Download it, right? Download the damn app. Subscribe. You. you know, you get content like this. You get to see us beautiful men here discussing boxing, all the topics. This is your favorite. This should be your favorite news channel, baby. So tune in, subscribe. Don't miss any I think, episodes. I think, I, think it, I, think, I think it is for people. The more people watch these shows, I think the more people look forward to tuning in with us, yeah. you know, post-fight, pre-fight, 
show daily. You know, what, where your daily one-stop shop for boxing? Well, Tim, Tim Bradley, I, I, I've got two topics you got you guys can can talk about here. Um, Paulie brought up one, Bill Haney. Should he be talked about more as as an excellent train trainer in boxing? But uh, but also we all want to know what's going to happen next. And um, it seems like the most logical fight to make is going to be Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia. And I say that because both guys after the fight said they wanted it. It's, it seems like an easy fight to make. Um, your thoughts on that, if it's the next fight. And Bill Haney, maybe not getting the respect he deserves until now as the trainer of Devin Haney. Look, Bill Haney and his team, uh, uh, you know, I definitely got to give props to them. I mean, first, business-wise, I think he's the smartest businessman in boxing right now. You know, besides Canelo Alvarez, who's, who, cause, of, cause of course, is the, the cash cow of, of boxing, you know, the face of boxing. But our, this young guy has been doing it his way and his way only, though, since the start, you know, since he was fighting in Mexico, down in Mexico when he was 17 or 16 years old. So I give him respect in that aspect. And as far as the training goes, this kid continues to get better and better and better. That Lomachenko fight improved him and got him ready for this fight. Yep. You know, I, I have to say, you know, he fixed all the holes, you know, uh, because, again, that IQ of Loma, I mean, it made him think. It made his father think. And I and I had this, I made this point. Uh, I forget who I made this point to, but I did make this point, and I'm pretty sure all the fans saw it, or most of the fans saw it, was that when – Things got tough for Devin inside the ring with Lomachenko. Devin uh, Devin Haney's trainer or father didn't have a didn't have the the answer to give his son, and it was back back in the fight when when Devin was getting hit with left hands. I thought that if things got tough inside the ring for Haney in this fight, his father probably wouldn't have the the knowledge to be able to tell him what he needed to do because I saw it in the Lomachenko fight. However, it never, it never got to that point. I mean, he got him ready for every moment. He knew every move that that freaking Prograve was going to make, every single move. It didn't matter if Prograve was moving left. It didn't matter if Prograve was moving right. It didn't matter if he was coming forward or going backwards. This kid had an answer for everything. He was that keenly sharp and in tune to everything that was going on in that ring, and that goes down to focus. Now... Let's talk about Prograde real quick, and then I'm going I'm to give the floor to you guys. Maybe this moment was too big for him. You know, that wasn't the Regis that I was expecting. I was expecting a hungry dog. Trust me here. Yes, I'm not taking credit away from Haney. What he did was brilliant, brilliant work. But what I'm saying is, is that Regis at sometimes in that fight looked like a deer in headlights. He had no answers whatsoever. You know, he didn't even sell out. So the buildup, when I'm watching the press conference and I'm seeing him biting down on his jaw and, he, you know, he's looking like he's mean, he's mad as hell. I'm saying to myself, man, he's blowing off so much energy right now. You know, he's in his feelings. You know, there's a possibility this man could be a little scared right now. You know, I'm thinking to myself like, man, he could be a little intimidated because I remember when I fought against uh, Manny Pacquiao. When I fought against Manny Pacquiao, dude, it felt like I was fighting a monster. You know, the lead up. You know, all the interviews I had to do during the, during the week of the fight, you're talking about nervous energy? I mean, it was nervous as hell. I remember I remember having to, to call Elvis, Elvis Grant. I called him. I said, man, I know you've been in, in big camps before. I know you've been at big fights. Like, you know, I'm nervous, man. Like, 
you know, help help me out, man. What I he just said, Tim, the best, they just stay relaxed, man. Once you get in that locker room, man, you're going to feel at home. Just stay relaxed, man. Don't think about the fight. Stay relaxed. You're ready to go. And I said, okay, all right. And that was extremely helpful for me. So I'm wondering if Regis, if the moment was too big for him. Maybe it was because I wasn't expecting that type of fight from him. Tim, I have a question for you before we move on. Um, you're talking about Regis and, and maybe it was too much for him, but a lot was made about his last fight with Zaria, which Chris was there for, and he, and he looked really bad in that fight. And a lot of people wondered, is he slipping or was Zaria just a tough opponent? Now, looking back now in hindsight, the way he looked against Haney, do you but think that- But has he ever had a fight guys who he had to close the gap against? The, the Zaria and, and Haney are the, the only guys he's had to fight the guys who he had to close the gap against. This is, this is the, you know, we all have strengths and flaws as fighters. That's always been a flaw for Progre. You know what I mean? Like, and, and at 34 years old, where you don't want to go for broke, like Tim was saying, that, that's because that's you're a little older, man. You're, bro, there were things I was willing to do at 25. That, that I wasn't willing to do at 35 as far as going for broke, bro. I mean, it, it, it's like you, you're just a little older. you kind of been through it all, and you're just a little bit worn out, you know? And still, nonetheless, I won't go down the path of, of Tim and saying, Chimp, uh, well, you're saying uh, 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 the moment was too big for him. This guy reached the World Boxing Super Series final, man. You know what I mean? He went through that whole tournament. That was a heavily hyped tournament the whole way, and he reached all the way to the end. You know what I mean? So every, every the momentum of going through that tournament, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. I can't say for sure that this moment right here with Haney was bigger than getting through all the World Boxing Super Series and reaching the final. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like it was about it was a moment thing. You know? It could be. Don't get me wrong. This is why we, we discuss these things. But, but okay. I feel like stylistically, he had no ability to close the gap. And and really, going for broke also means closing the gap. I remember watching a, a highlight of Manny Pacquiao when he was preparing for Floyd Mayweather. And he was throwing these lightning combinations on the bag, like a machine gun. And people were like, oh, what's Floyd going to do? Bro, you got to close the gap to throw that. If you can't get through those last six to eight inches, you ain't throwing none of that. You're not throwing any of that. And that's the thing there. Progray did not understand how to close that last gap, and Haney made it really, really tricky. I said it after the fight the other day. He's moving four inches back, four inches to the left, four inches to the right. He's fencing with that lead hand. He, in between all that, he's using the lead hand as a sharp jab instead of fencing with it. And he's throwing one-twos. He's countering you. He's dropping feints. In between that whole rhythm, that rhythm doesn't stop. You got to cut off the ring. You got to do some other stuff. What is Progray doing? Instead of cutting off the ring, going here and cutting off the ring, he's turning. He's turning, so therefore he's allowed to turn the corner. Bro, these are mistakes he was making, but at the same time, yeah. he was getting all fogged up with the with, with that Matrix-like style that Haney was showing. I mean, because Haney had the foot movement, the distance control, the, the, the lead hand in position always, dominating with the lead mm -hmm. hand, sharp punches. The knockdown was a, a sharp right hand. You know what I mean? It was, I was going to say, let's, let's head, not forget the knockdown. Yeah. I, yep. think, I think that knockdown, that third round, Listen, program, there's a lot of built in this fire, a lot of talking. You ain't knocked nobody out. You ain't knocking anybody out. You ain't beating the shit out of nobody. All right, you got dropped on your ass in the, in the third round with <laughs> a yeah. short right hand. So when you talk about going for broke, it's like, well, you start thinking in the back of your head, if you're not willing to go into those dark places and you know this guy can hurt you, and getting knocked out by this guy would be the most humiliating thing possible. It's going to keep you from stepping on that, that gas once again. Another, actually, oh, piggybacking off of both your points, champs, um, the last big fight, last really big fight at the high level that Regis had was Taylor. And Taylor came right at him, right? We didn't have to see him at the track Taylor down. They fought in the center of the ring. The fight was awesome. But since then, 
Regis one has been inactive and he's been more chasing the bag more than chasing the big fights. He hasn't had a lot of those big fights. He made a lot of money fighting some very subpar guys along the way. Listen, you get used to making a lot of money, especially when you used to be hungry. He was super hungry in that Super 6 tournament, and he, he had a fantastic tournament. It really showed out. Um, ran into Josh Taylor, who's a total stud, especially at the time. But since then, has not been in the highest level of fights with guys. Even Sean Zepeda, who I, I hold very high, was a little old and long in the tooth by the time he got to Regis. And that's where Regis got that second title. He hasn't read, hasn't been in the, hasn't been under those big lights in a very long time. Hasn't been in with guys that are that good and that sharp. And then couple that with the fact that he has to track somebody down, which now in hindsight, the Zaria fight was very indicative of where Regis is in his career. And I don't think it was because he was, he's bad or he's not a good fighter. He's just not good at cutting off the ring. He's not good at tracking guys down. He's not good at being a leader. And against Devin, what are you going to do? Middle distance and to outside, he's going to cut you to pieces. That's exactly what happened. Well, well, to to add on that, it's because Regis is a puncher, and reach and, and the puncher needs his feet to be set, you know, to be able to punch. And his so feet are slow, him, and yeah, and his feet are but slow you, too. So you, you know still, that but, that was it. But you still got to cut off the ring if you're a puncher and you got to have. I, your feet I agree. Set, you got to learn how to cut off the ring, bro. I mean, no, he was I, following him. I, I he was say, literally was moving saying, left. I was, I was and saying, following the, I was saying, I was the like, other, yo, what are you yeah. doing? I was saying the other night, I was never a really a pressure fighter, but even at, I even learned to cut off the damn ring at the end of my career. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you, when you're a puncher, it is, it is very, very important to at least understand how to cut off the ring because guys are really gonna come to you in that way if, when you punch like that. Well, let's 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 move on, Tim. My, my second question in there was. What's next for Haney? Because we all, you know, immediately after the fight, everyone wants to know what's next. And the name being thrown out there was Ryan Garcia. So what are your thoughts on a potential matchup with Haney and Garcia? With a performance that Haney just put on, I mean, it can be somewhat recency bias here for me, but I can just tell you this. Ryan Garcia is nowhere on the level of, of, of a Devin Haney, especially not right, right now. After seeing Ryan Garcia's performance against uh, Duarte, and then watching this performance right here, you know, first time at 140 pounds and the way he looked and how physically strong he was, like, this makes me think thinks back to 135 pounds. Like, this kid was draining his body, you know, zapping all of his energy, all of his strength, and he still was finding ways to win the way he was winning. Now he's at 140. Full-fledged 140. He's big. He's filled out extremely well. Shoulders are big. He looks strong, very energetic. Seemed like he had more, a little bit more pop behind his punches. He's dangerous for any guy at 140 pounds because he's so damn technically sound and tactically sound. You know, you don't always have to be the biggest puncher in the ring, but you could be the smartest man in the ring and doing the right things at the right time. And that's what Devin Haney does. The right things at the right time. You get close, he tie you up. You get out of distance, use his jab. He changes, he changes levels with you. He sneaks you, snipes you on the way in. He can snipe you off the back foot. He can come forward. He can he can fight in the inside if he needs to and be the pressure fighter. We saw that against his uh, second fight against Cambosis. Completely different fight against Cambosis. This kid can execute any game plan. You know, if he has the if he has the 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 X's and O's, he has the ability. To, to execute the game plan. He's that damn good. And before Paul and Chris respond, Tim, if, if he doesn't fight Garcia next, who would you like to see him fight next? It's stacked. I mean, you got Teal, you got Matias. So thoughts on that? I like the T I like the Matias fight. I like the Teal fight. 
I, I like any of the top guys. Any of the top guys, you know, Haney, Haney is not just looking for money. He's looking actually to be great. He considers himself as, as the pound for pound number one fighter in the world. You know, after this performance, man, I'm telling you right now, like, it's really hard not to put him in the top five. You know, and I know it might be too soon, but I'm just saying, I, I know what I saw. What I saw was brilliance, pure brilliance in the ring, skill, discipline, ring IQ, speed, good punching power, good, good great control of distance. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, man. Paulie mentioned, he said, damn it, if I had a style, the way he fought, if I could have fight the way that guy fought right there, my entire career, nobody would have touched me. He's absolutely right. If Haney fights like that, every time he fights, it's going to be hard for someone to beat him. Yeah, that was... Only thoughts on next. Yeah, that, that was my ideal style. You know, that was what I always tried to be. And that's why I said, uh, you know, Bill Haney is a, is a trainer that... I, like, I, for example, I used to try to watch guys on video that obviously had come before me and that were older than me uh, when I was trying to learn, you know, how to better my style. If I was younger than Haney and I was a kid coming up and I had that boxing style, Haney would have been a guy that I would have been watching and like uh, trying to like, you know, mimic and, and watching the videos. You know what I mean? So obviously he's younger than me, but I'm saying I recognize the style that that was preferential to me when I see it and how, how sharp it is and when, how it can look at its best, you know, and just the things you can... If you fought like with my boxing style, the things you're trying to copy off Devin and the things you're trying to look at and, and obviously the how, how in high regard you're starting to keep his team, his training team. Obviously, his team doesn't need my management uh, 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 requests or my management uh, tips because they've done a great job with Devin. Uh, as far as all the big names are concerned, we can all dream, but that's I don't think that's going to happen right away. I think personally... The way you set up the Ryan Garcia fight, if it is to be set up, because obviously Ryan is not really of the level, but he's of the money. So he kind of winds up in the conversation. I think you, if you're Devin Haney, you probably take on like a Liam Paro, like we mentioned the other night, and your first defense. Paro was in the undercard against Montana Love. Because you look at it business-wise, and Tim, you talk about legacy, champ, but legacy also means holding a title for a long time. You know, be ex an extended st stay at the top of the sport, right? So so you've also got to, in order to have an extended stay at the top of the sport, you can't go kill yourself every single fight, right? So Aliyah Paro, who's, who's earned the shot, or at least earned respect. I don't know if he's earned a shot, but he's earned respect, right? And he can be in the conversation for a title shot after a win on the undercard, impressive win over Montana Love. You got a storyline because he's Australian and Haney beat the Kimbozos twice already. You know, so you got that as, as, a, as a first defense. And I don't think Paro is on the level of Haney, but he, you can make that fight. The reason I'm saying this is you get a defense in there. You get, your, you get a little warmed up on 140 pounds, but you make Ryan fight Rowley. And you, so Ryan can actually earn his spot in this fight. You kind of set, you kind of build up the Ryan and, 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 and Haney fight if it is to be made, because I don't think for sure Ryan beats uh, uh, Rowley, but he's got to at least grab that WBA title and grab a win like that in order to now, in the meantime, while Haney beats Paro, you set it up. This is how you build big fights, right? Now, you also can't be robbing Rowley in that fight if it goes a distance. Personally, I don't know. There is a sparring video I sent you guys the other day from a couple of years ago. You see the whole sparring, unlike what Conor McGregor shows. You see the whole sparring there. And, and in the whole sparring, you kind of see Ryan get off to a good start, but then, then Rowley physically starting to overpower Ryan and physically starting to take control of that spar. So I'm curious myself about Ryan versus Rowley first. But I think you can make Ryan versus Haney after that fight, if Ryan wins, or maybe even Rowley, because Rowley, bro, Rowley's marketable. He's a, he's a lunatic. Rowley's marketable himself. You know what I mean? Like, I think you can make that fight, but in the meantime, you make those guys go at it, you get Devin kind of juiced up more with, you know, get, go, getting into the flow of 140 pounds as far as 
flying up there, you know, you got you got you got the hype up there, you know, everything's everything's kind of flowing for the guy. You know, you, you get a defense over Liam Paro, you look good in that defense. Now it's like, oh nice, you know, you guys now you don't use the phone. You're like, oh man, you, you I can't wait to see this guy against this guy. You build it up. You build it up the right way. But unlike De La Hoya Sturm, you don't rob anybody. To, to get to De La Hoya Hopkins. You don't rob anybody. Because that then you kill it. You know what I mean? You make sure the winners get the wins, and then you make the winners fight. Personally, that's what I'd like to see in 2024. That way, we can get some good, some good stuff out of this weight class. We need some good stuff out of this weight class. I'm telling you, the networks are dropping boxing because the matchups don't happen. The fighters are there. The matchups got to happen. If the matchups don't happen, these networks are going to keep dropping boxing. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was going I just want to touch on the style real quick. That that style, that the name of that style is Master Boxer. And that mm-hmm. was a name that I actually heard from Yoel Judah, Zab Judah's father in Las Vegas. I was in there training. He was helping me and my team and he was watching me spar one day and I'm sparring this Mexican dude and I had a really good day. A really really sharp day. And similar to what you said, Paul, I mean, I love the way Devin fights. I, I always like the I always like boxers. I always like technicians. Um, and I had a really good day and he goes, "Man, he goes, "Chris, you're a master boxer." And I remember hearing that, and that became a mantra for me throughout my career, to be a master boxer, be a master boxer. So what Devin's doing, it's master boxing. He's doing everything, everything right. I unfortunately didn't stick with that, and I like to fight a little too much. And also, I wasn't getting any kind of gift decisions anywhere, so I always had to felt like I had to fight outside of that that style. But that that is the ultimate style of boxing. It's master boxing. You can do it all. You can punch going forward, going backward, counter, keep the distance, make you miss, counter you. Um, just phenomenal stuff. But in terms of what's next, I don't think anybody with a boxing brain gives it two two hoots about watching him fight Ryan Garcia. They don't belong in the same ring together right now. But champ, you're right. He picks up a title, fight makes sense. I don't think taking a a, a fight with a guy who's a, not a champion at this point is anything more than a money grab, especially with a guy like Ryan. But if Ryan goes out there and beats Roley, and then there's going to be a buildup to that. It's like, our champion or champion becomes a unification fight. That's a that's a big fight. And like you said, if he can beat Roley, which he might not. So, but either way, I think I think that's down the line for for Devin because Devin's going to want to unify. He's going to want to fight the other champions. He's going to have so, to. So you think he's been calling out? Monty. You think he's going to want to fight the other champions right away? You think that's going to happen right away? You don't think he's going to win the title? I'm not saying why not. I want to see it, but I I'm looking at it from no, business but I, I don't, sense. The way they move. What you were saying though, Paulie, about like mm. taking like not necessarily. An I want to see, but, but we got to we got we can dream, fight. but we got to actually see what's really going to happen. We got to talk about realistic, right? I don't think Fight. either of those fights are that demanding. I don't think I don't think Roly or or Ryan are that demanding fights. They are what? they are step down fights. But for, but you got but they got to fight each what? other. Ryan and Roly got to fight each other first. You know what I mean, what do you do in the meantime? You got to have a fight in the meantime. You're not gonna fight well, Matias and we, we, in the meantime. We spoke about that on Saturday. We said the power fight. Huh? No, we that's why we spoke about the power, power fight. fight. Exactly. I which bet. yeah, which we first of all, it's another southpaw. So you're looking at three southpaws in a row. Uh, Paro's technically streaking right, right now. He's got a couple that. good wins. I forgot he was yeah, southpaw. Montana and, and Paro being two southpaws. I forgot. I'm looking at like right-hander versus right-hander. No, those are two southpaws no, the other night against each other. Yeah. So we got, a, we got a third camp in a row fighting southpaws. I mean, I, I think that one, writing's on the wall. I think that one makes a lot of sense next. And the kid's undefeated. You know, so the, it, it's glitzy in that way. Like, Ryan's already been tarnished. So uh, the, the power fight, I think, makes more sense. But also, again, Ryan needs to get that title. If he does... Then, then, then we're talking. But yeah, now he's gonna want to unify at some point. And it's gonna be soon. Well, we're gonna wrap. But Tim, I think you had a last point you wanted to make before we wrap this up. Look, man, you you go after the champions. You go after the bag. You go after the money. You know, don't they ain't gonna be sitting there waiting on De- uh, on Garcia to fight freaking uh uh what's his name Roly, and no, go Garcia. Fight Garcia. Why, how does Garcia deserve then fight it, bro? What are you doing, Tim? What are we doing like, over here? How are you giving bro, it to Garcia? 
How? Well, that's not even a good fight. They have an amateur rivalry, but he hasn't been looking man. good at all. How are you going to hype it up, Tim? Go, go, They go, can go. make that fight so much better later. What you mean? Right it's now. Ryan Garcia we talking about, man. This, this could be its own show him. right here. But the guy, fight. he got all the hype around him already. From a boxing perspective, can he fight? I heard these two had a good rivalry in the amateurs, but man, that was so long ago. I feel like Devin's so much better at this point. Yeah, but Tim, you just said it. After after both their performances, how are you? They're not in the same place. How they're not, they I, but they're not in the same place, but we still want to see it. It's still a great name for him to, to fight to fight uh garcia he'll get paid a, a, a boatload of money Tim, do you and everybody do you really want to see it forget, forget, yeah. really want to see it right now i want to see him fight tank i don't care what order i just want to see the best fight the best but ryan's not among the best ryan among the best he's one of them he's one of the guys at 140. no way but he's one of the biggest money wise i think that's the point that we ain't counting money over here we ain't counting money over here we're counting matchups we ain't counting money over here i now i just want to close with this i just want to let everybody know okay i had i had i have a personal i had a personal like uh connection with regis program okay and that's the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why I said, you know what, I'm picking him to win the fight. But I just want y'all, I'm going to read something right now, okay? Because if you read my stuff on ESPN, read my stuff, I'll, I'll basically tell you who I really truly believe is going to win. I said, based on Haney's superior footwork, listen, movement jab, and as well as his youth consistent offense and extensive amateur background, he appears to have the advantage. The smart bet is Haney winning by decision but if progray can outwork pressure corner and hurt haney he too can win the fight that's what i said all right so if you guys went out and bet on regis progray on a limb like i did <laughs> hey that's on you but i told you the best bet is devin haney at the hey, end you of the ain't day. gotta prove nothing, man. <laughs> you can, you can, you can say whatever. I'm you just letting y'all know, man. Tim, I'm just Tim, letting y'all know. Tim, but anyways, Tim, 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 don't, what? don't ever try to appease the, the haters and 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 the killers in the comments. Don't ever try to appease them. I'm you, not. You I'm, got, I'm just, just trying. I'm just trying to Listen, let them Tim, know, baby. Tim, Tim, hey, don't next, ever do that. Week? I'm telling you, because all they all they do is put you on the defense. You got to do like Robert De Niro and analyze that. Talk to the boss. Hey, talk to the boss. All right. <laughs> talk to the boss. Hey, what do you what should we do? <laughs> Throw him out. Yeah. Throw him. He says he gotta go. Throw him out. Don't ever appease them. Throw him right out. Uh, on that note, on that note, maybe we wrap this one up. Uh Deep Waters talked about Devin Haney's domination and Chris uh Tim. I do have the jar hope. I always have it. This is what I hope. This is my hope. I got high on my own supply. That these guys at the 140 pound level, these top guys fight each other. That's why I have boxing. this jar of hope. Okay? We're going to wrap this up. Make sure you download the app because you get these champs talking like this every single day. Pro Box TV is your boxing channel.